The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Sunday, 19th of April. The Fujicast. Hello, welcome to the Fujicast, the stay-at-home photography show. Unless you need to be out because you're one of those hero types that are propping up the countries. Uh, you listening right now. So, uh, uh, Kev, before we start, I looked at the stats this morning. And mm-hmm. I've been banging on about this for a week, I know. But this episode, this episode that we're recording right now is a milestone. This is the big one. Well, one of the big ones till the next big one. This this episode sees our quarter millionth download. Ooh, quarter not, million. I know, it's amazing. It's not, not accounting for some of the stranger places you can download this and places like YouTube and the occasional thing on Facebook. But in the, in the tra- traditional sense of places you can download and what Apple and Google go by, this, Kev, is the quarter millionth download episode. Quarter one, of a million sounds yeah. much better than 250,000 It well, does, it? I like that. <laughs> That's yeah. the sound I do. Because, I, mean, I, know, I know it will be as well, because yesterday, going by the, um, the, the numbers that we get for each show, I, I worked it out and thought, yeah, it's going to be Sunday. It's going to be Sunday, and it is. It is. Today is that day. So cool. I, th- I thought we'd tie it in with that thing I posted the other day about where you listen, and of course take a couple of questions as well. No photo challenge today because it's a it's a Sunday, but you need all the days you can get to join in with your Friday challenge, which was Sky <laughs> at Night, because you set it, and certainly here in the UK, suddenly uh, all the clouds came in, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but you can still do Sky at Night even if it's cloudy, can't you? You can if you want. I can't imagine the, it's going to be great. Be the clouds at night. <laughs> you could do some uh, sat, uh, silhouette shots or yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, don't forget, this is a truly international affair as well. And uh, you know, it might well be raining here, but of course, um, in Merthyr Tidfil, um on the other side of the world, could be mm. glorious. Don't <laughs> Uh, right, um, so should we go for some questions? Oh, Kev, you'll be choosing the winners, by the way, for, for last week, tomorrow, for the uh, photo challenges, and uh, we'll have Friday's Bar Nuts quiz answers, which, by the way, you were remarkably good in. Was I? Yeah, you were. You were, you were incredibly good. I'm not going to say any more. Um, we'll do that tomorrow. Anyway, questions from Morris Cousins. Hi, chaps. Loving the new show. Well, new to me. I only started listening from just before the one-year birthday. I'm a teacher in Manchester, so I'm at work uh, some days on a rotor. I still get to listen to you on a much more deserted drive-in than usual. There are the days where I still feel like I'm on a film set. Uh, We've been talking about photography of late in class, within the the history of art lessons I usually teach. One lad asked about the right approach photographers... Um, should use for work experience since it sent out 30 mails uh, emails I, I assume he means mm-hmm. and, re- and received nothing um, and received nothing particularly positive back 17 were simply one line no thank you emails and then 13 didn't even reply any thoughts as to how to improve his chances well it's funny actually because i do i occasionally get those emails and letters from uh, the local school here about work experience um and i actually spoke to my uh, insurance company about it and they said that you or your standard insurance does not cover yeah. work experience students so you would have to take out extra insurance um and that was enough for me to just think actually you know what it's yeah. it's just too many hoops to jump through mm. um as much as because i you know i remember i did work experience when i was yeah. uh, back in the day during the war during the war yeah. and i was uh this was in the days when i wanted to be um uh, a journalist uh, you right. know a newspaper journalist yeah, so i went yeah. to the south wales argus yes uh, and i did a week there and they sent me off to do a uh, an article about 
um, there, there, there was an old um, uh, kind of power station in Pontypool that was being decommissioned and they were doing protests and all that kind of stuff. Wow. And they sent me off in with this uh, with a driver who took me there and I had to interview. I was only, I don't know, what, 15, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I had to interview people and, um, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing, but it was published. And I was very excited by it, and, and I'll never your, forget that. And were and your so, words, the, your, your words, was your article? Yeah, I mean, it was it obviously went through an editor, but yeah, yeah it was my article, and I had my Brilliant. byline. It said yeah. by Kevin Mullins, yeah. and I, I had that pinned to my should, pinned to my wardrobe for years and years and years. Have you, have and you years. still got it by any chance? No. Oh, what a, I did very similar to you actually because I I, um, I wanted to to work in newspapers and I went to the Hertfordshire Mercury and oh. um, it was the only time, fortunately, that I, I've ever been to court <laughs> watching watching magistrates um, hand down punishments. And that was, uh, I spent a day in court just doing court reporting. And then the, um, obviously, the local news kind of um, duck crosses road kind of uh, stuff I was sent out on. <laughs> Nothing particularly serious. But they covered some hard-hitting stuff as well. So it's a great way to start. But, but of course, that was with a much larger organisation. Yeah, and actually, that, that you're saying that just reminds me that one of the other things I did on that, that week long was I, I had to go and um, cover a corporate espionage case in the, um, in the oh. courts in Cardiff. Wow. It, wasn't, it wasn't a law court. It was, um, you know, like a industrial tribunal. It was an industrial tribunal, yeah, yeah. and it was about it was about this guy that had left his business, left one business, and joined another business, and he'd stolen the designs of the stuff that they were putting on their pencils and their logos and all that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> it was the dullest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there thinking, is this ripped? Do people get paid for sitting here and doing this stuff? <laughs> well, the answer um, is yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, going back to it, I, I, honestly, I wish it was easier. Mm. And, and I often, you know, you know what are they going to do? You know, if it, if, certainly for us, wedding photography, you know, I mean, it's a little bit different now with the, the technology and everything we've got. But if somebody yeah. came with, to me in my studio for a week, they're just going to sit there and watch me edit. And, you know, there's not not a lot for them to do. And I certainly yeah. wouldn't be able to take them up to weddings or anything. And well, imagine uh, the, the insurance has changed then because years ago when I had a studio, uh, now Sam was working at the studio and we had two other staff as well at the time when, when we were running the studio business. And uh, so it felt easier to have people come and do work experience. Um, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't feel so. It would feel a bit odd actually now because I think a lot of photographers work as 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 you know they're they're lonesome selves, don't they? Mm, yeah, I, it's it's sad. I mean, I would I would like to. I always reply yeah. though. I always write a nice letter yeah, back. Yeah. Oh yeah, that it's important. Basically yeah. says no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we we had um, a, a work experience at last that came in, and um, we always when when we uh, did have work experience in in the studio, the the job they got first of all was painting the Infinity Cove. So, you know, the white infinity cove. So we had one of those. So we, we said to her, right, there we are, pot of paint. We used to do it every three or four days. That thing must have been like an inch thick with, with paint, I think. So we, we, um, we gave her the paint, said, there we go, crack on. And nobody thought really to, to watch what was going on. And uh, bless her heart, she painted herself into a corner. <laughs> she started at the wrong end and went backwards towards the wall. And uh, and then all you heard was this faint, hello, hello. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I do. That's what I do when I'm mopping the kitchen floor. I end up in the corner thinking, how do I get out of here? Well, it was, it was about six metres. There was no way she was going to jump out. That was for sure. Uh, but no, I'd, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to do it. But you're right, the insurance makes it tricky 
and there's all sorts of obviously uh, legal hoops with, with regard safeguarding and things like that these days. I don't think we're in place even, you know, as much as they are now a decade ago. So it's I think it's just become very very difficult, which is a shame. But because uh, yeah. it is one great way to learn. So that I, I, I'd suggest maybe Morris that that's what's going on here. That it's it's not it's not the people being belligerent or or not helpful. It's it's that they've painted themselves into their own figurative corners, really. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, um, good luck with that, though, Morris. Uh, Paul Shervel. Hi, Kev. Neil from Perth, as far west as you can go in these parts. Kevin, I'm pretty sure you'd love it here. Have either of you ever been to Australia? <laughs> Smile Have emoji. you ever been to Australia, Neil? <laughs> Smile emoji. I think he was taking the mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a full-time pro, but I do enjoy making shots of the seas on their particularly powerful surf-up days. Um, I've got a friend of mine that lives um, out that way. I'm, sh- I'm sure... Um, I'm sure he spends most... He looks like he has the idyllic life. He spends his afternoons surfing um, and his morning in the gym, and then he does this... uh, He does a hypnotic show. It's like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been using a Canon 5D, the original. Yes, it really is still working. Well, when I say working, probably not surprisingly, it's beginning to show some signs that it has seen better days, power issues, car corruptions, and so on. So I'm changing up at last. I'm going to go mirrorless. I'm looking at Fujifilm, as I know my money will travel further. 50 to 140 will be the lens. I know that much. But body-wise, will a good X-T3, used X-T3, cut the mustard to, to last the next decade? Or shall I push the boat out and go with an X-T4? Well, I would say that the X-T3 definitely would, would last the, the distance, for sure. It depends really what you want to take pictures of. I mean, if it's surfing and stuff like that, I would go for the X-T4. Mm. It's, it's going to get that better, you know, better autofocus system and everything. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if if it's a, if you've got the money, spend it. If you haven't, then the X-T3 will be fine. Yeah. They'll last. The X-T4 has, for the first time ever, Fujifilm started uh, with the X-T4 announcing the shutter, the estimated shutter life, mm. um, which is huge. It's like hundreds of thousands, whatever, hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Um, and they never announced that before. So that... That doesn't mean that the previous cameras are going to have a weaker shutter life. It just means that the, this is what they're guaranteed for. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I do. I do think people sometimes forget that they still have a shutter life. These mirrorless cameras. I think some people think, oh, mirrorless, no problem. Then we're, we're never going to have that sort of problem that you only get one hundred and fifty thousand shots to the camera's dead. Because mm. it's not that way, is it? No, of course, but it will last a lot longer than a than a mirror, a camera with a mirror in yeah. it, because yeah. it's usually the mirror that flaps about and breaks off and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, really depends on what you're shooting. If you can go for the X-T4, go for it. Otherwise, X-T3 is perfectly good for longevity. He does have a second part here. You're both former Canon shooters, so I want to ask for your honesty now when I ask, is there anything about Canon that either of you miss since this is going to be a step change for me? Um if if I do you want to answer that or yes you no you have to answer it I I'll, I will uh, say that there are bits that I miss about the Canon yes I think I I I do miss some grab shots I'm absolutely sure of that and it's probably the way I focus and you've been telling me to back button focus for as as long as I can remember but um, yeah I think the Canon was a bit slicker for stuff like that but, yeah I don't uh, I don't hmm. think. Uh, and in no, studio I mean, as well, studio. I've, I've not found the Fuji a particularly great studio camera for me. But then I, I don't do much studio work anymore. If you're chase, chasing sort of fast families around a studio, still, um, yeah, I've not found 
it's it's been as easy to use mm, i don't know uh, no, nothing for me really i would say if anything it's that that very i mentioned on the last program that funny little macro lens that allowed you to do really 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 close-up stuff yeah um and that 85 1.2 of course is beautiful but that's not too dissimilar to the 56 uh 1.2 that we have yeah yeah, so I can't, honestly, I can't say, but then saying that, it's been, well, I don't know, what, 10 years now since I really used one. Um, you know, the last the last 5D I had was a, an original 5D, and I had a yeah. 1D Mark IV, um, and they were great cameras, I have to say, and, and of course, I'm sure they've progressed eons since, so yeah. I've got no, I can't compare apples and pears, really. No. Um, but there's nothing really that I'll miss. And I think looking at the kind of work you're going to be doing, uh, Paul, then I would suggest actually uh, there's the sort of thing I'd feel extremely happy with a with a mirrorless for. Yeah, no worries at all. Good luck. Uh, right, we asked last week where you listened to us, and I thought with a with a quarter millionth download coming up, um, I thought we'd read through the list a little bit. Um, Mullins popped up first of all, said I listen to it live, but I'm not sure you count. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, okay, fair enough. I'm listening to it live now. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Leslie Burdett in my birthday suit in bed. <gasps> Be careful, Leslie, because we can see out the other side. Did you not know that? It's a wonderful <laughs> thing about Radioland. Uh, Llewellyn Annandale at my desk while doing mundane tasks. I don't download it. I grab it straight from the website. I wonder how many people listen to it to, because um, we can't tell those sort of figures, can we? Well, I can look at the stats on the website, and yeah. I, I haven't done for ages. I don't even know if I've got analytics on it, I have to say. But, but yeah, more and more people are, are, are asking me questions about the website. So I will, on my to-do list, is to revamp the Futurecast website and make it a lot more engaging. Well, mm. In what way? Well, you know, more stuff. More like, stuff. Like recipes? Uh, uh, <laughs> recipes. No, no, no. But I'm going to do, I want to do a video library. I want oh, to do yes. a book library. Yes. yes. I want to have each of the episodes. I want to have far more interactive content. Um, it's hard on the daily podcast, of course, because mm. it's yeah. a time thing. Yeah. But when we go back to normality, uh, which I think should be, well, I, I reckon tomorrow might be back to normal. Um, we will, <laughs> we will um, concentrate more on the website. Definitely. Yeah. Raoul Summers, uh, waking up with a show, having the telephone under my cushion to reduce the sound or walking the dog on the 5K walk every single morning. A lot of people uh, listen to the show while they're walking their dog. And Why I- does he want to reduce the sound, I wonder? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't suppose you can wake everybody up by listening to it. You can still hear it. So- I wonder, does uh, Raoul, you know, on your phone, if you just look to the side of your phone, pick yeah. it up now. Go on, Raoul, <laughs> get your phone. Pick it up, pick it up. On the side, yeah. there's a thing, it's called volume. Volume. <laughs> Got an up and a down. Ah, yeah, but also dampening the sound slightly so you, it, it's not quite as toppy or something, perhaps. I, I don't know. Few people <laughs> yeah. said they go for Fuji walks. <laughs> I heard that yesterday for the first time from Ali, and I've heard it again um, a few other times as well. Finn Mooney, usually when I'm working at my home office in the garden, I use noise-cancelling headphones to cut out distracting environmental noise, and the audio is top-notch. I'd be interested to see a BTS on the gear and the setup. I have been thinking about doing behind the scenes. I really wanted to do one with both of us being here, so it seemed a bit odd uh, just to do just to do it on my own, really. So maybe that's mm. something we should do when when we're all allowed to go and play again. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. That'll be that'll be interesting. I mm. just had an email from Finn Moody. Funny enough, did you? There we go. Mm. It's a little message from him too. Jeremy Baker, in this mad new world, which for me is busier and more intense than before, um, it's been whilst doing other home-related things. Garage tidying, bike cleaning, occasional dog walking. Uh, Camilla Lee, yep, on my morning walk. Nicola Osborne-Alton, around about 11 o'clock when I finally get motivated to take the dog out. We've done a lot for dog walking, you know. (laughs) I I think probably the pandemic's done more. 
Uh, but I, I feel we've we've had our own little sort of hand in that as well. Emily Renier, friend of the show, definitely. She says she listens while doing keepy uppies. Did you see that she um, managed? <laughs> she just saw. I think it was about forty or fifty keepy uppies or something. I did. Murray did about a hundred, though, didn't he? I know. No, he stitched it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The ball, the ball was on a string. Yeah, that's right, right invisible yeah. string wrapped around his foot. Michael, no, he did do it. He, he did do a hundred, I think, didn't he? Hundred, maybe yeah. more. He was very good, actually. A combination. Michael Beecham says, for me, I'll quite often listen to you in the days I'm working. Recently, there was a break from my Audible book. I'll listen to the show in bed, last thing at night before I turn the light off. In a sense, I go to bed with Neil and Kevin every single night. Careful, don't be rude. Janet Broughton. Sometimes I'll listen while I crochet. Sometimes in the bath. Maybe doing crochet in the bath. I don't know. Um, so there we go. Thank you. So, so some of those, they were great, weren't they? Some of those ideas of, of where people um, where people listen. And some of the jobs that you have as well. Matt Pitts, for example, usually listens while he's repainting commercial aircraft. Yeah. Hey. Eh? Yeah, that's very cool. Don't make yeah. him laugh because the, the line could go wobbly. <laughs> I, I bet there's a lot of commercial aircraft being painted right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose so. Because they're all on the floor, aren't they? Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. It's, it's odd to see one in the air now, isn't it? When you see one in the air, it's almost like, what's one of those great big metal flying bird things? <laughs> well, there we go. Um, so thank you very much for joining in with that. On Tuesday, by the way, we're going to do a non-tech Tuesday. I'm going to put a question up today, so... Um, uh, it, it'll be there by the time you hear this this podcast. Uh, but we, we were going to do a free-for-all, ask us anything, but not tech. Um, be as creative as you like, with some context. We're going to do that on um, on Tuesday, aren't we, Kev? Yeah. Right, uh, Leslie Jackson. Hi, Kev. Hi, Neil. First of all, bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. I'm buying books again. Not that I'm complaining, but I was trying to spend less now, not more. That's Kevin's fault. Uh, and Neil, I managed to get hold of a used 56mm because you seem to love it so much and have talked about it with a passion. Perfect lens. But perhaps you could have a warning, warning jingle before you both talk about stuff that I'll be tempted to buy in future. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, question. I'd like to try some uh, low-light, moody portraits, and you both talk about a small light that you use. Which one is it? That's easy. Oh, that'll be the Ellen Crom Lumimuse. Lumimuse, yeah. Lumimuse. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a six bulb isn't it the, the one I've yeah got. i use i use a six bulb but there is a bigger one and there is a smaller one does it go uh, six six eight ten or six eight twelve or something? I, I no i i think it's three six nine is it i think oh it might be three six twelve it's definitely three six and the smaller one is probably not going to be strong enough so six is good yeah any tips on using it uh was uh next question i suggest leslie don't drop it they break rather easily if they're they're dropped onto a hard stone floor as i found Ma out mine hasn't broken um yeah i would the good thing about it is you can hold it in one hand whilst holding the camera in the other Which hand depending on your camera of course yeah, yeah. so you can really direct it you can put it on the hot shoe but you, you probably don't want to be doing that for um portraits so yeah just direct it with your one hand if you're right-handed you've got the camera in your, your right hand in the, the, the light in the left hand you can use it as an up lighter a down lighter a rembrandt lighter a straight on lighter a uh, cigarette lighter, a um, <laughs> whatever you want, lighter. Yeah, very versatile. Um, very but very they do versatile. have three levels of power, don't they? You've got um, yeah. Is it three levels? Yeah, it's three levels, and um, I think they're brilliant. I usually, and when I'm doing any wedding portraits uh, at night time, I usually get um, a rather a rather drunk um, usher to come and come and be the lighting stand, and he holds it pointing back. Um, I did some portraits outside uh, the Gherkin. Um, using this and uh, it worked really really nicely it was fantastic as a as the light was going down um mm. so it's it is really cool really light. versatile light for that yeah um right final question ali stewart ross kevin please could you share your recipe for the vegan burger 
Ooh, talking of gherkins. <laughs> oh, that was a good link. Look at that. We well, don't yeah. just throw this stuff together. It just accidentally happens. What do you put into your, your vegan... No, he doesn't put one of those in. What do you put into your vegan burger? Well, I feel like me and Ali have got some kind of thing going on because she sent me a, a, her recipe for her vegan uh, lasagna the other day. Did she? Uh, which I've yet to do, yeah. But it's... Uh, oh. So the burger is... It's basically sweet potatoes, um, lots of kind of different spices. So you want around about... You want one large sweet potato, an onion, um, some uh, rice... Um, brown rice, preferably. Right. Um, a little bit of breadcrumbs. What, rice salt. in the burger? What? Yeah. I'll really? explain it's like some salt, bre- um, pepper, cumin, yeah. Yeah. Um, garlic, paprika, basically a little bit of taste from those things. Um, you want a little bit of plain flour to to bring it all together. Best thing to do is, is chop up the sweet potatoes into teeny-weeny little bits yeah. and, and roast them first, probably for about half an hour or so. Um, then get everything else, including the rice, um, a tin of black beans, if you can find them, they're hard to find these days. Yeah. Throw them all into a blender, blend them right up into a into a mixture, like really, really pasty type thing. This is what makes the patty. Correct. Yeah. And then you, uh, in a hot pan, you, yeah. you turn them into little circles. We've got some of those little, um, uh, I don't know what they call them, like little metal rings, you know, that I think they're for pancakes, but we I fill those up, put them in the pan, um, three minutes each side if it's thin enough, uh, and that's it. And typically I will then pop them in the oven with the cheese on the top yeah. and then garnish it with some red Hang onions, on, some gherkins. Cheese? Uh, vegan well, cheese? Vegetarian, vegan cheese, whatever you want. Um, although I, ha- I have said that I've, I've, yeah, I've weakened on the cheese front. I know, I know. Uh, bit of lettuce and some burger buns. I, nice. I, t- I like to have my burger buns. My burger buns. <laughs> I my beg burger your pardon. <laughs> my burger buns slightly toasted. Yeah. Um, and that's it, really. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. So don't forget to. You need to. The, the key thing is to is to cook the sweet potatoes first for about mm. half an hour. Mm. Get them nice and and the, the smaller you cut them up, the better because they'll cook quicker and they're all going in a blender in the end anyway. So chuck the rice in. Chuck the black beans in. Um, all of your your flavorings: pepper, cumin, paprika. Plain, a little bit of plain flour, not too much. That's to hold it all together and then throw it in the pan. Sounds lovely. Uh, Alby didn't like it, though, did he? Alby didn't like it, no. no. he didn't have it, but everybody else had it. In the, uh, one, one thing I, I've tried a little bit of... Um, I've been trying a little, little bit more vegan. How, how can I say this um, delicately? I, I do I do find, though, with the plant-based diet, I'm having a bit more of an issue. <laughs> a bit more of an issue. Do you find that? <laughs> I wondered what that I wondered what that smell was coming coming out of my microphone <laughs> emanating. Yeah. It's good. It's just healthy. Food. It's just healthy eating. I hate that word mm. vegan, but just healthy eating. Yeah. You know, um, healthy eating and loads of alcohol. That's my diet. <laughs> I think one is possibly interrupting <laughs> the other one. Right, that's it for another day. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Do not forget um, that uh, we're going to be marking up those uh, those winners in the in the the daily photo challenges from last week. Kevin will have a new one for new new five for this week coming up, and also have the answers that you did very well uh, with the Friday Bar Nuts quiz, and also for uh, for non tech Tuesday. Uh, simply because it it alliterates, (laughs) Um, then uh, we would like you to send us anything, any questions, anything you can think of. We do we promise to answer it? Yeah, no, no holds barred. Do we reserve the right to not answer some of them? I'm not sure we'll be able to answer all of them. That's the problem. <laughs> yes, maybe we'll run out of time conveniently. <laughs> no, we'll try and answer every single one. And I tell you what, we should collect them. And then you know that thing that we were planning on doing before the world shut its doors. Um, we were going to do a lot more little YouTube pieces, um, kind of uh, like, like um, when we had lots of questions. We were going to we were going to use the YouTube channel to some, answer some of them, weren't we? So maybe mm. maybe that could be the perfect place. 
See you tomorrow, Kev. Bye-bye. The FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.